You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. All right, today's message is a very unusual one for me uh, because it's so I prepared a proper Idris type message on Monday about peace and circulated the notes to BWS, uh, you know, and just in case I don't, you know, that's kind of what I do, say these are the notes in case I don't show up. Uh, preach the message but so I had that all down and then in the course of the week I think like Wednesday I kind of got a flash and an impression in my heart to preach something totally different um, and I struggled with it until Wednesday but um, but I'm persuaded that it is what God will have us uh, talk about this morning so I would crave your indulgence okay uh, let's read out of Hosea chapter 6 um, and verse 1. Something like Hosea. How do you spell that? H-O-S-E-A. It's, and it's not a trick. It's actually a book. If you don't know where it is, you have a physical... Well, most of you don't have physical Bibles. But if you have a physical Bible, if you look table of contents, you would see it right after Daniel. In my Bible, it's 929. So you can just quickly... So let's read out of Hosea chapter 6. Holy Spirit, please help me this morning. Let us speak with clarity. So it says in verse 1, Come and let us reason, return to the Lord. For he has torn, but he would heal us. For he has stricken, but he will bind us. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up. That we may live in his sight. Let us know, let us pursue the, the knowledge of the Lord. His going forth is established as the morning. He will come to us like the rain, like the latter and former rain to the earth. O Ephraim, what shall I do to you? O Judah, what shall I say to you? For your faithfulness is like a mountain cloud, and like the early dew, it goes away. Hosea is not one of the books of the Bible that we read regularly. How many people know what the prophet Hosea is very popularly known for? Come on, church. Speak of marrying who? A prostitute. Marrying a prostitute. Full max, if you got that. Ten max, right? That, that. So, and we're going to get there very quickly, is that in Hosea chapter 1, God says to a prophet, go and marry a prostitute. Somebody a bit uncomfortable. So just put your seatbelt on. Just buckle. Make sure if your neighbor wants to you know, get up, tell them not going anywhere. We're sitting this through together. Uh, prostitutes. Because in Hosea chapter 1, God says to him, Hey, prophet, so she's Shola. No, <laughs> it's just an example. <laughs> and you see his reaction like, Ah, no, P.I., not this example. You cannot use me. I bind. But yeah, so God says, Shola. I know you are hot and single. Good stuff. You've just got a new job. Making lots of money. You put on weight. Don't come to church every time anymore. But it's alright. That's not the point of this message. <laughs> I might need a chair to this message. Say, I know you're single, right? That girl you wanted to marry didn't work out. I kept you for such a time like this. Uh, yes, God, yes. I've got a girl for you. <laughs> Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord. You answer your son's prayers. Is it any, Lord? I said, no. Oh. Damn it, Larry, in the choir. No. 
God bless you, Falabi. Um, I said, oh, Lord, ah, is that fair one, Oshwin? He said, no. He said, she's not in church. He said, would you please go to Adela Odeko? <laughs> he says, I don't know where Waterbrook is. I said, God, you're leading me away to... He said, oh, no, not that, but you have to go there at night. <laughs> and God says to the prophet, <laughs> Shalom, that's not a word for you. Except God is speaking to you. But, but God says to the prophet, go and get a prostitute and marry her. Hosea chapter 1, verse 2 to 3. And the Lord begins to speak to Hosea. And the Lord said, go and take a wife of halotry and children of halotry. The lost and found corner. Go to, most cities have a red light district. Go find people who are not essentially covenanted to anyone people who are not married and, and they are male and female prostitutes you know this, so it's not and, and for if you are uncomfortable with me saying prostitutes in church the blood of Jesus was shed for them as much as it was shed for you the only reason prostitutes have work is because us, people like us let's not us, I pray because people go there. It's demand and supply. So every time you look, ah, she's a prostitute. There's also customer. Yeah. The scene of the customer is just, is as bright. If I, it's even more. So God says, go and look for someone who is all broken. He sends his prophet to a prophet. So this morning, let's, let me start from saying to you, I don't know where you are, but God's love does not have boundaries. And I'm not sure what your name is and what's going on in your heart, in your life, but that today, take it as a signal that God is sending a prophet to you. And for those people who are already in church, so you already know the words to all the songs. You already know, you know, what is a good message. What is not a good message. You come to church on Sunday morning with a marking scheme. Let's see how the pastor is going to do today. You leave a uh, 7 over 10. You, you subscribe to all the right podcasts already. Are you loving like God loves? Because I sense that God is sending us as a church, and I've been saying this for a while, to places where for some of the people it's like, it's almost as if he's sending us to prostitutes. But some of us on the way will stop at a supermarket. We'll stop at a mall. Because it's more respectable to be at the mall than to be at Adeola Odeku. Because the challenge when you God sends you to a prostitute is that your reputation is at stake. How, how do you explain it? So Shala obeys the word of God, shows up with Hosea, the dollar deku, is walking by, say, God, just like Abraham, just do like this is a joke. Like you're just testing my spirit. Lord, you see, I'm, I'm, I'm yielded. Yeah? I'm even at the beginning of the road. Lord, I'm not going to stop, though. You know, just change your mind. But then he stops. And as he stops, 
guess what happens? Timoni from church drives by. Brashala, what are you doing here? <laughs> so we, we say, look, I, I don't think it's worth it. Why would I go somewhere and when I get there, I have to explain to Christians why I am there. It's, it's, and this is an interesting discussion for me because Jesus will go to a lot of places that people didn't think he should go. But there's a brand of Christianity that is understandably safe. So for us who are mature Christians, we've been in church for a while. Would we let God send us to the places he wants to send us to? It is understandable, but I don't think acceptable. The Christians are the ones who are constantly trying to set higher standards for the people who are trying to find God. So we become gatekeepers. We become the ones who decide who can come to church and who can't. Who should come to church and who shouldn't. Someone says, ah, oh, why is this country like this? There's so many churches around. I sense that and God will plant church after church after church until one day there will be churches that will vex. We'll gather like this. Say, okay, there are buses outside. We're going to Adela. I'm using that as an example, guys. There are no buses outside. Relax. It's not this Sunday. Tell the person next to you, tell them relax, relax. Pastor's just started. Just say relax. Because they're a bit uncomfortable. Because I, oh God, I came for mess. What's this prostitute talk? This way. Just tell them relax, relax. Because it's interesting how that for your love, your love, and I know you love God, for your love to get to God, it must go through people. I repeat. For your love to get to God, it must go through people. Scripture says, how do you say that you love God? But you intensely dislike, no, rather, that's not what I said. You hate your brother. So, <laughs> so when Jesus in Matthew 25 begins to speak about the people who he says, I'm upset with, he says, there were things happening in my life, but you were so occupied with being religious that you could not hear the cry of the person who had a need. So, so Hosea goes, this is a story I'm going to tell. Hosea, he, he then, so he, he goes, he obeys God. May God give us hearts that will obey him in Jesus' name. May God give us hearts that will obey him in Jesus' name. Amen. By the way, if you now go to Adela Deku and say, the God pastor said, should go to Adela Adeku. You know that's not what I said. Like that. I mean, if you're going to preach, please go. So in Hosea chapter 2, so Hosea goes and he gets this woman. Her name is Goma. And he brings her home and he marries her. And, and so God begins to start a, you know, a conversation with his people. And then Hosea chapter 2, because it appears like in Hosea chapter 2, She's gone back um, to, the, to the streets. She's gone back to the brothel again. And, and that, I can't understand it. 
So in Hosea chapter 2, I think if you read from verse 2, the Bible says, bring charges against your mother. Bring charges for she's not my wife, nor am I her husband. Let her put away her harlotries from her sight and her adulteries from between her breasts. Lest I strip her naked and expose her as in the day she was born. And make her like a wilderness and set her like a dry land and slay her with us. He says, I will not have mercy on her children for they are the children of harlotry. For their mother has played the harlot. She who conceived them has behaved shamefully. For she said, I will go after my lovers who will who give me my bread and my water, my wool and my linen, my oil and my drink. Therefore, behold, I will hedge up your ways with turns and wall her in so that she cannot find her parts. She will chase her lovers, but not overtake them. Yes, she will seek them, but not find them. Then she will say, I will go and return to my first husband. For then it was better for me than now. For she did not know that I gave her grain, new wine and oil, and multiplied her silver and gold, which they prepared for Baal. And church, so this... This is interesting because the story, so when I tell the story, I sit down. Because okay, so you understand why when I preach, I stand. Okay. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in my element. Just relax. I told you my wife is not in town, so I have a lot of time to prepare this message. Not as if she disturbs me when she's around. <laughs> okay. Stay with stay. The text in P.O. now. P.O. P.I. says, the phone will crash. <laughs> and so she goes and The prophet goes and marries her. What do you think all the other prophets were saying? But the challenge is, between chapter 1 and chapter 2, something happens. She goes back. In fact, God begins to say to the prophet, he says, those children are not even yours. And so it, it was not just the marriage that she needed, the wedding that she needed. It was also perhaps a a change of heart. Because sometimes slavery, abuse, poverty, sin, create grooves within our heart, within our souls, that take deliberate exposure to God to heal. And this was the picture that God began to paint in my heart. About the people who would go and come back. And that he would pull people out of something. But that, you know, between chapter 1 and chapter 2, that they were back there again. I mean, Goma was a lady on the street. And the prophet says, I will marry you. And then in chapter 2, she's back in harlotry. For someone, please take this as an encouragement to stop postponing your healing. To stop postponing your healing. Because sometimes the bandage, the, the plasters will not hide the wound. And sometimes that bitterness and, and that brokenness that we then encase within us, it just ferments. For someone else, it's a reminder this morning that there is a transformation that is promised when we come to Jesus. That it's important for you to get born again. 
Help me ask the person next to you, are you born again? Are you born again? Are you born again? Help me ask them like a prophet, are you born again? Are you born again? Don't be afraid. Don't let their wig intimidate you. Are you born again? And when they get born again, are you being transformed? Are you patient enough for God to change you, for God to heal you? Because Goma, you got there's a big wedding. Or maybe a small one. If I was the prophet, I'd have done a small one. He brings her home and, you know, people have come to visit. You know, Elijah, Jeremiah comes to visit. He says, Hosea, how are you? He says, fine. I hear you're married. He says, yes, but Hosea, I don't understand. Why didn't you invite me? He says, and then Goma comes to serve and Jeremiah's like, <laughs> Hosea, can I speak to you outside? Because I don't need to be in this room with you. Hosea, is that not Goma? I said, yes. Does she have a twin? Is that her twin? Tell me it's a twin. So Goma says, God, that God told you. <laughs> Hosea. <laughs> ah, Hosea. I had hopes for you, Hosea. But the challenge is that you would expect, and Hosea, you know, Hosea is full of hope that she would stay and, you know, and then when Jeremiah comes and Ezekiel comes, that it, it will be proved right. Oh, but no, she's back on the street. So they text him. <laughs> Goma is back on the street, guys. They, they don't even text him, to be fair. Prophets don't do that. They put it on their WhatsApp group. Goma is back on... Well, they, don't even put, they just put a picture. Short skirt. Red, bright red lipstick. So are you patient enough to stay for God to transform you? Are you, and is the church patient enough for God to transform people? That when Goma comes home, are we patient enough? Are we honestly patient enough? Because sometimes during praise and worship, Goma doesn't know the church steps yet. Church dance when I was growing up was like this. And sometimes when Goma is in church and the beat is on, she breaks into. <laughs> and you look at her like. Sometimes when the band says, let's go down low, some Goma goes down low. You're like, ah. It's not, not in my church. Well, Goma doesn't. I, I'm coming, guys. I, I'm, I'm coming. I, and I know that. Honestly, my message was titled Peace. A whole message. I have the notes printed out. Goma doesn't know how to stay in church. Doesn't know how to stay at home. But God still loves her. He says to her, but I gave you the wine. I gave you the grain. I gave you the oil. I gave you silver and gold. He says, but you misunderstood the purpose. He says, so you served Baal with them. I love, um, I think it was here, chapter 2 and verse 16. He says, and it shall be in that day, says the Lord, that you would know that you would call me husband and that you would no longer call me master. And it begins to suggest that when Goma comes home to the prophet, that she was used to transactions. And so, 
When Hosea would say, hi, go, my, she would say, my master. And, and he would say, no, I'm your husband. And she would say, yeah, but you paid for me. He says, don't you understand? I'm your husband. This morning, I think God was still reminding me about people who are still trying to figure out how, what, how their performance with God is. But the Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It's the work of God. Help me tell the person next to you. Tell them, please stay. Please stay. Tell them, please stay. Please stay. Because in between chapter 2 and chapter 3, he <laughs> said, by the time you read chapter 3, you're a bit confused. Because you're like, it, it, it reads like a, like a proper, like I, read, I read Hosea chapter 3 to you. Verse 1. Then the Lord said to me, go again. God, you just want to ruin my prophetic ministry. If you've ruined it, now you want to ruin me as a person. Go again, love a woman who is loved by a lover and is committing adultery. Just like the love of the Lord for the children of Israel who took to other gods and loved the raisin cakes of the pagans. So I bought her. So this time he has to go and pay for myself for 15 shekels of silver at one and a half homers of barley. And I said to her, you will stay with me many days. You shall not play the harlot. Not shall you have a man so too. So too will I be to it. And yet, he loves her again. There's someone who's in church today. And you know that this is, Goma's story is not very far from yours. You've been going back and forth. I don't know where you've been going to. I don't know where we've been going to church. But yet again, he loves us. I tell the person next to you, tell them God loves you. God loves you. Please help me shake them. I know that there are people, private space, my person, and shake them. Tell them God loves you. God loves you. Because God is the one person who knows everything you have done. When you stole that sharpener in primary three, he knew he was there. What you did last summer, the one you couldn't post on Instagram in case PI was following you that day. And now for my own peace, I've stopped following church members on Instagram. Because oh, no. you know I cannot keep quiet. Where you were at last night? I've just relaxed myself now. Why does Goma go back? During the week, I, I remember the prophet saying to Israel in First Kings, he says, how long shall we halt between two decisions? That if God is God, we should follow him. But Goma comes home, she goes back. And so sometimes her body, sometimes her clothes are home, but her mind is not here. In fact, sometimes she brings the streets to church. Three things, and then we'll pray. So, I think a couple of weeks ago, months ago, for Lucia, Sonny, you know, guys all know Sonny, her pastor, said she was doing something on imposter, 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 imposter. It doesn't really matter. That imposter syndrome, something like, what is all this again? And I've heard it used. And then I realize how there are Christians who've got imposter syndrome. Because we do not 
believe that we are really part of God's family. When you have children, the children believe that everything you have belongs to them. Every, my, I don't think my, so we're the ones who teach the children. This is my room, you knock before you enter. No, this is not yours. No, you cannot have that. Sometimes my kids call me, yes, daddy. As I said, yes, then I look at them, I say, no. They say, you've not heard what I said, no. Parents, you will learn it one day. Because sometimes I can perceive the request coming. And so the first thing I wrote on my notes here is how that the acceptance of God's love is transformational for a Christian. Do we believe that God's love can heal us? Do we believe that we are even deserving of God's love? I mean, when you fall in love, in a, you, can, you, you know why that guy likes you. After all, you are smart, you are sharp, you have long hair, even if it's a wig, you know why he likes you. Right? Maybe he likes it bad on people. That's fine. You know why he likes you. He likes your dark. I know why he likes me. You make him laugh. Oh, whenever I'm with her, I just feel like a prince. That's why he likes you. But then you say, what is man that thou art mindful? Why does God love me? But God loves you because he's your father. God loves you because he created you. God loves you because he paid the price for you. 1 Corinthians 6 says, do you not know that you are not your own? And we don't talk about it enough in church, but we do not belong to ourselves. And he wasn't just talking about your body. You are not your own. A price was paid for you, guys. It's interesting how much of the deceitfulness of sin is thrives in the absence of love. Hebrews chapter 3, verses 12 to 15 says, Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. It says, but exhort one another daily. One translation says, encourage one another daily. It says, while it is called today, it says, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Go about, it says, this is why you have been drawn away. It says, you have let sin deceive you. You have let, and one of the first deceptions of sin is that God doesn't love you. One of the first instructions that sin gives you is that you cannot stand in the presence of God. Adam and Eve break God's commandment. What's the first thing they do? They go hiding. So some people still hiding from God. But the Bible says faith walks through love. And fear, the opposite side, walks through the absence of love. Scripture says perfect love casts out fear. So Goma is still afraid. She's not sure. Because Goma is used to people who transact with her. People who sometimes say to her, I'm not pleased with you today. Uh, And I'm sorry to to upset your um, 
properness in church. But you know, people go to Gomez like, man, throw the money on the floor, walk away and say, ah, it's really poor. So people who are saved and still not sure what God thinks about them. People who are still walking around wondering if they can satisfy God. People who are hearing voices in their heart saying, no woman will ever be satisfied with you. People who are still listening to songs, playing on repeat within their heart, saying that love is a farce. That in their diaries, they still have records of love that didn't stay. In their memories are still promises that were made in the heat of passion. And when eyes were cleared, those promises became invisible. People who are used to abuse and so can no longer function in an atmosphere where everyone or anyone is polite to them. That you would not let church the dysfunctionality of your past define your expectations of God and your belief in the fact that he loves you. Help me tell someone next to you, tell them God loves you, God loves you, God loves you. God loves you. And so I accept God's love. But when Goma comes that she would accept this, that I know you've been a prostitute, you've been on the road, but that when you come to church, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, that all things are passed away. And that all things are become new. That God, when you come to God, that you would leave all else. Guys, because you know that Goma was used to quick fixes. And even if she didn't want a quick fix, she saw people who wanted a quick fix. So she thought that is how you, that, that's how she was programmed. She was addicted to quick profit. I mean, we could question her motivation for being a prostitute, but it was quick profit. It was money. It came quickly. And so sometimes we would want to hold on to the fake, even just because it gives us a sense of identity. So there's someone who, you've been going out to the married man. But you know that there's no future in that relationship. And so you would hold it on to a man all through the night, knowing that he would not remember your name in the morning. To leave all else. And, and I just sense that God is saying this going back and forth, that would you consider leaving all else? Church, we are called to resist the pool of sin. And yes, sin does have a pool. When we read in Hebrews chapter uh, 3 earlier, he talks about the deceitfulness of sin. And that if your heart is not continuously encouraged about God's love, that it becomes hardened. It becomes hardened. Old Testament Jonah knew that God will not be angry forever. So he said, I'm not going. The New Testament's Jonas tell people that God will not be angry at all. Don't worry, everything is fine. But it's not true. Scripture says the Lord knows those who are his. It says let those who are joined with the Lord depart from iniquity. The songwriter says I have decided to follow Jesus. The message is touching you, eh? Admit it. <laughs> and I have decided 
to follow Jesus. I feel like an old man singing a message. I have decided to follow Jesus. What's the next one? No turning back. Come on, church. Let's do that song together. No turning back. To leave all air. Because sometimes the customers will come, the real desperate customers will come by Gomez's house and whistle. Go out. Ask the guy again. Hosea, Hosea, go out. Say yes. Go ma. He would call your old nicknames. Your highness. Okay, babe, who's that? Just relax. I'm the one preaching this message. I don't know how it's moving you because I don't know whose nickname that is, Shala, but we don't want to know. Hey, baby. May the pastors uh, invite Shala for. It's, it's, uh, we really, I hope that was recorded. K hey, baby. We just want to have a conversation with you, Shala, about this K hey, hey, baby. <laughs> uh, you are speaking your mind now. You see? You see? <laughs> and the customers will. You have something you want to say to Josh? They would come and they would call your old nicknames. He would say, do you remember the fun we used to have? I, I don't know who I'm speaking to today. That say, we, we haven't, we haven't, we didn't rent out your room <laughs> anytime. Anytime. That you would see your ex-boyfriend and say, I haven't deleted your number. In fact, he would say to you, look, I still remember the time we were in Italy together. Best two weeks of my life. And baby, I'm, he would say the baritone with Spanish undertone. And baby, I'm, I'm just waiting for you. <laughs> Get behind me, Satan. That you would call your ex, Goma. That you would call your dealer. And say, I don't know how you still get my number. So do you want your usual? I don't know who God has brought out of something. And I just, I need to land this. I need to land this. Because as I was preparing for this, and God began to say, look, there are things that prevent Goma from staying at home. There are things that prevent the roots. That's how scripture describes it. You from being rooted. Because Goma, the prophet had money. Some prophets have money. You see in chapter 3, the prophet has 15 shekels. I don't know where he got all that money from. But, but guys, would you stay with God and let him transform you? In Matthew, Mark 4, Jesus begins to describe that process of transformation and what happens. In verse 16, he says, This likewise are those are the ones sown on stony ground who when they hear the word immediately receive with gladness. It says, but they have no roots in themselves and so endure only for a time. And afterwards, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, it says immediately they stumble. Then he describes another batch. He says, now these are the ones sown among thorns 
They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things entering in choke the world and it becomes unfruitful. What is taking the resources that God needs to transform you? What is choking the work of the word in your life? What is it, Goma? So, accept God's love, but have you left all other else? Is there stuff that is taking the space, the time you need to pray, the time you need to study scripture? There's so many hungry Christians. The Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, by every word that proceeds from God's mouth. There are Christians who haven't heard God's word in a long time. And so, it's not hard that when the customers whisper, go ma! Now sometimes when you go shopping with the kids and you go by the streets and you see your former mates, you're like, my goodness, my goodness. Tell the kids, go home, I'll be back. Because there is nothing inside. There are no roots. God is saying today, stay my lover. Would you stay? Would you stay? He says, the cares of this world he says, the deceitfulness of riches. He says to Goma, he says, I gave you wine. No, I gave you oil. I gave you wool. I gave you grain. He says, but you did not understand what the purpose of those things was. So they drew you away from me. That we would stay to be rooted and established. That one of the things that a tree that has roots does is that it cannot move around anymore. Help me ask the person next to you, have you got roots? Have you got roots? Have you got roots? Tell them the way you're moving up and down. <laughs> I, just, I just want to find out if you have roots. Have you got roots? Because, you know, this building, you can't come today and say this building, you saw it by the toll gate. It's not possible. But some of us have been moving up and down. So true repentance requires that not only do we forsake a sin or a way of life, but it requires that we also hold on to God with our dear lives. It means that we would repent from hopelessness and sin, but also repent from pain and hatred and condemnation. God's grace finds you just the way that you are. But it will not leave you the way that you are. God loves us too much to leave us the way that he found us. I hear in my heart that someone's transformation is due. Interesting, so I picked up my Bible this morning and you version, this verse of the day said, Galatians 5.1, it says to stand fast therefore in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. It says, and do not get entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Gomez says, I feel uncomfortable in the prophet's house. God says, wait for it. She says, but the prophet knows all I've done. Says, but God says, wait for it. 
It says, people know who I am and what I have done. God says, wait for it. It says that you will take root downwards and bear fruit upwards. Wait for it. It says, I've had three abortions. God says, wait for it. It says, I am the one who is at work in you, both to will and to do of my good pleasure. It says, I've been a Yahoo, Yahoo boy for a long time. They know me everywhere. God says, wait for it. I've broken hearts. P.I., I don't wear hood as a fashion statement because people know me everywhere I go. I've broken hearts in a battle, a lorry, first stack, everywhere. God says, wait for it, stay. John 15, Jesus says, if you stay in me and my words in you. I don't know who it is, but, but God sent us to you. I don't know who, your goma, maybe you have a, you have a wig. Maybe you are a lawyer. Maybe Goma is a lawyer now. Maybe Goma is an actress. But God says, would you wait this time? Now, would you wait this time? Would you develop some roots? He says, I know you have some roots. He says, but those roots are still not enough. That as someone who needs to develop, take one day and just shut yourself in and study scripture. There's someone who needs to take a fast. I don't know what type of fast it is. There's someone who needs to say, Lord, this time it's me and your love. But this whole, you know, we go to the street today, the prophet comes to drag us back. (sighs) Holy Spirit. The last set of people I think speak to. You know, Jesus is speaking there. He says people who become offended. Because of the word. Because sometimes you get, Goma comes to the prophet's house and it's the people within the prophet's house that annoy her. I mean, I haven't, I've been celibate for one year and then the usher says, I can't sit where I want to sit. Does she know the battle I'm fighting? (laughs) No, I mean, (laughs) they don't respect me in this church. Goma says, look, Hosea, may I have some money? He says, I am... I'm just waiting for Foy to transfer some money to me. He says, this is what I'm talking about. If I was on the streets, just one whistle. He says, I've been waiting for God. I've been telling God, give me a job. Give me a job. If I wear that, my red skirt. No, that red skirt. Wait for it. As we pray today, follow me. Do you have a song? As we pray today, uh, let's pray out of Jude chapter 20, verse 20. It says, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Verse 21 says, keep yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. He said, on, on some have compassion, making a distinction, but on others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to God our Savior who alone is wise 
May glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forever. And before we pray, may I say this because it's been pressed twice in my heart. And for someone, God is saying, would you build would you build roots? Because there might be a storm in the coming days. I don't know who you are. It says there is a storm coming and that you need roots so that you will be standing. Um, we'll sing that song once, say a prayer, and then we'll go to the table. Father, we thank you. Let's just pray today. Let's keep yourself in the love of God. Go ahead, guys. You singing over me. And you have been so, so good to me. Before I took a breath, you breathed your life. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.